Peace and Noah by Denver Day, Book 3, Chapter 11. Death Rave. To the untrained eye, the huge crowd of ravers looked like a normal gaggle of people on drugs, transcending generations and various fashion themes over the decades having occurred, doing business as disco or techno or, or ravers or whatever, but it was essentially the same thing. All in all, granted, this one was different because of the supernatural gravity it presented. This particular one. This particular supernatural gravity, if you might. So the untrained eye would be typically correct in making assumptions about the crowd. Anyway, this was not going to be a typical night. Summarily, they are here and are scattered about. For now, there are about seven of them. We'll put a tailor on foot for each of them, but... Be careful and stay out of sight. We'll observe how they are operating for a while. Wait to see if more arrive. We don't want to spook them, Veronica instructed. Eventually, we can start picking them off and snuffing them one by one until our work is done, and that should not take long once we get started. So everyone, be vigilant, be cool, but try to enjoy yourselves. And if, if and whenever any of them are about to take a civilian course, pick them off like that one by one at any time so Wilson and of the Oakland PD Lydia Chapel and Bobby Crimson Randy Dusty Veronica and Becca Roller and Carrasco and Lopez of the San Diego PD all stood there flat-footed around in the parking lot of Raider Stadium watching thousands of people do harsh pharmaceutical hallucinatory club drugs among various many other stupid activities that some people do not know any better than to do to oneself themselves. The older I get, the grosser these kids get, Crosco said. Man, and this place is filthy. But I'm the same way, Lopez answered. Well, welcome to the world of living, boys. Veronica smiled. Right. The hunting party all nodded in general agreement. Um, meanwhile, Sam Wilson was absorbing his first dose of these enchanted women and was still taking it all in. They they split up, each subgroup led by one of the supercharged girls. Wilson went out with Veronica. Chapel and Crimson went with Becca. Crasco and Lopez went with Rainey, and Thompson went with Dusty. There was no need for radio traffic as the tactical communications were made on the wing of the wind. The regular third shift was well accounted for and quite busy with the keeping of the general peace and dragging out of the low-hanging fruit. The first detachment to make contact with one of the targets was Veronica and Wilson. One of the wolf women had sequestered itself in a bathroom stall, and the unsuspecting woman in the adjacent stall had taken up shop and was about to be eaten alive by her neighbor on the next toilet when Veronica kicked in the stall door. <coughs> the thing had already gotten down on the floor to begin its slithering between the stalls to make an attack. The would-be victim became aware of the furry monster on the floor and the violent smashing of the neighboring stall door at the same time and completely panicked. Smashing by Veronica's boot, that is. Uh, although there was not much evasive action she could take aside from clumsily skittering off of the stall with her pants around her knees, she did so with impressive spirit and drive for survival. <coughs> Veronica grabbed the prostate, prostrate monster by its legs, dragged it uh, out of the stall area, then ducked as the monster took to its feet and swung at her with a haymaker. Paw. Alt Wilson drew his pistol and covered the target, but before he could, he took the opportunity to shoot. Veronica projected a short 
sharp yell, and the beast lit up like a burning bush with throbbing electric teal-colored flames. Uh, the hellish bitch screeched with great grinding, deafening madness as it writhed, suspended in the energy web cast by, upon her by Veronica. Wilson holstered, holstered his heater and backed up a bit, shielding his eyes. Veronica then made a skittering, hissing noise, something like a sound that a cat would make, but much more powerful than a house cat. And the teal ball of burning wolf lady burst into a bright white light. Then came a huge, deafening report, followed by the return of the room to its original, uh, nearly original lighting. Then the only thing left of the defeated monster were scorch marks where it had been dispatched, like, and the and the crisp, light aroma of sandalwood. How's that for incense, Officer Wilson? She smiled. He did not have much to say at the moment, but Wilson did feel more relieved for some reason that he had than he had ever felt in his life. And the witnesses in the restroom also did not have much to say, and the woman who had been nearly attacked by the thing was no longer even there in the room. Victoria and, and Wilson headed back out into the crowd. Wilson and I just snuffed one of them in the shitter, Veronica said, so she was about to attack someone from under the wall of a toilet stall. Add that to known vectors of attack. Well, roger that, Wilson heard Dusty say from some other location in the stadium.